When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Bill Duke, and I'm a guest on On Screen and Beyond. Appreciate their support. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Here we are on On Screen and Beyond once again. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 511 of On Screen and Beyond. And this is our 12th season. And we're getting up to Thanksgiving. The holiday season is upon us. Uh, there's some places that are all over the world that's uh, getting snow already. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's all a crazy thing. But... We're going to have a show for you with Bill Duke this week on On Screen and Beyond. And Bill, of course, has been in Predator, Commando. He's currently on Black Lightning, all kinds of stuff he's been in. And he's got a new book out called Bill Duke, My 40-Year Career on Screen and Behind the Camera. Bill Duke is going to be joining us very shortly right here on On Screen and Beyond, so get ready for that. Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness, it looks like Chris Pratt is in talks to star in a reboot of the classic TV show The Saint as he goes to the big screen. And of course, Roger Moore played the original Simon Templar. And let's see here, the reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, rumored of Pirates of the Caribbean will focus on a female pirate this time. And this is only a rumor at this point, so we'll keep you informed on how it goes, but that's what it looks like. And let's see, one more remake of Hansel and Gretel called Gretel and Hansel is in the works. We'll keep you informed on that. And that's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, a horror film called Ma, starring Octavia Spencer, is in the works. Eva Longoria will be making her directorial debut with a comedy called 24-7. She's going to be starring in it, along with Kerry Washington. And one more, Dennis Quaid and Josh Gad will star in A Dog's Journey, which also stars two young stars from Ant-Man and Fresh Off the Boat. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, take you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. Sequel City, well, Happy Death Day to You will be the sequel to Happy Death Day. It'll creep into theaters on February 14th, 2019. And The Gallows Act 2 will arrive in theaters on May 2019. And Dan Aykroyd, he's still going at it. He says a reunion of the original Ghostbusters that are still alive are being uh, written. It's being written right now as we speak. And time will tell if it really does happen. And that's it for Sequel City. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? 
TV on DVD, well, we got a couple things here that are currently available. It's uh, Ernie Kovacs, the Centennial Edition is now available from Shout Factory, celebrating the TV legend's 100th birthday. It's 22 hours of the classic Kovacs. And Scorpion, the complete series from CBS Paramount is now available. It's a good one. I got the whole thing right in front of me. And also uh, the sixth season of Elementary is out with all 21 episodes. That's it for TV on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? Movies on DVD, Mission Impossible, Fallout will be hitting stores on December 4th. And a couple of tentative ones here. March is the likely release date of Bohemian Rhapsody on Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. Check it out if you haven't seen it or wait till then and pick it up. And The First Man, or The First Man, will be likely arriving on Blu-ray and DVD in February. Some great films coming your way. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, John Cryer of Two and a Half Men fame will play Lex Luthor on Supergirl. And it seems that the final season of Gotham will bring us an appearance by the man himself, Batman. You can look for the final season to start on Thursday, January 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. And The Rookie has been given a full season order by ABC. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen and Beyond, it's Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get a tummy ache and you moan and groan and woe, don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! <laughs> Celebrity Birthdays, December 2nd. Britney Spears turns 37. And on December 7th, C. Thomas Howell, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, turns 52. You can go back in our archives, our past uh, episodes here at On Screen and Beyond, our rerun section, and you can check that interview out. Also, uh, Terry Hatcher on December 8th turns 54. December 10th, Raven Simone turns 33. And on December 11th, Jermaine Jackson turns 64, and Rita Moreno turns 87. And on December 12th, past guest here at On Screen and Beyond, Bob Barker. That's right, Bob Barker from The Price is Right and all those other shows he did. He is turning 95. And on December 13th, Dick Van Dyke turns 93. And that's it for Celebrity Birthdays. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Bill Duke is going to be joining us. You've enjoyed Bill in all, all kinds of films, including Predator, Commando, uh, he's currently on Black Lightning and so many more other films and TV shows. We're going to be talking about that, his career, a lot of good stuff. Bill Duke coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actor, producer, and director who we know for his many roles in Commando and Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger and American Gigolo, X-Men The Last Stand, and so many others, such as his current role on Black Lightning. He also has a new book out called Bill Duke, My 40-Year Career On Screen and Behind the Camera. 
It's Bill Duke. Bill, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Now, Bill, yeah, you're busy. <laughs> you got a lot of things thank going God. on. Yeah, thank God. Yes, I'm still busy. Thank you. <laughs> and um, now, as well as uh, doing your current show that you're on and uh, all the movies that you've done, you've come up with a book. What, what tempted you to even go into that uh, that arena? Well, folks have been asking me to write a book for many years, and I just avoided it. But as they get older, you know, I know that whatever time I have left, I should use it. And I wanted to write a book that, you know, about my life and my career, but also nuggets of information and nuggets, I think, uh, that could be helpful to young people coming to the business in terms of survival. So that's why I wrote it. Hmm. Now, like I said in the introduction, you know, we've seen you in so many TV shows and, and, and uh, uh the movies and everything, but, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that you've done behind-the-camera work as producer and directors. Yes, I've been very fortunate. Sister Act 2, uh, you know, um, Deep Cover, Hoodlum, um, you know, Rage in Harlem. Uh, I've directed multiple episodes of different television shows throughout my history, Dallas, Falcon Crest, you know, a lot of different things. So I've been very, very fortunate. Yeah, yeah. So it, was your main uh, idea when you started out in the business, was it to be in front of the camera or behind the camera? Well, to be honest with you, I have a disease called dyslexia, and so I wasn't good at communicating, and so I kept a journal. And in my journal, I had ideas and poems and stuff, so I thought I was a writer, actually. How did it come about that you went? Which did you hit first? Did you hit the uh, the directing or did you hit the acting first? Well, at a, at a junior college, Dutchess Community College, um, Constance Kuhn was the uh, head of the speech and drama. And uh, she uh, did a play called Emperor Jones by Eugene O'Neill. And she wanted me to play the lead. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it. And um, I caught the bug from there. <laughs> That was it. You you knew that you wanted to do this, right? <laughs> That's right. So uh, the directing part, did that come about uh, fairly quickly, or did it take time before you developed into that? It took time because, you know, um, you know directing is a whole different skill, but I started writing my own plays and, and writing my own skits, etc., and I just wanted to take a shot at it, so I started directing my own things. And then was fortunate enough to do other things for other people. And then, um, you know, I was always intimidated by the camera and stuff. So I went to the American Film Institute uh, after being out in L.A. for a while and, you know, got to AFI and learned the techniques and skills of editing and directing. So I was very fortunate. Tony Vellani headed it then and Dean Furstenberg, and they were great. Do you remember what your very first acting role was that uh, you know i mean as far as tv or movies i'm sure you maybe you did other things but as far as tv or movies was there one that you can remember as your first one santiago's ark it was in new york and it was i was helping a little boy he was trying to uh you know get his boat across a pond at central park and uh that was my first real role as an actor on screen hmm. no one's ever heard of it of course but that was my first uh that was my first venture. So was that a TV or, or movie? It was TV. TV. Uh, so knowing that it was going to be on, did you have a 
you know, a big get together with all your friends and relatives and everything so they could see you on, <laughs> on TV? Well, I told everybody about it, you know, and people want my family watch it and so on. It was like, you know, it's, it's a whole different world once you're doing something that everybody looks at. And some people liked it, some people didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you went on to a lot of things after that. How did you get involved with uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger's thing? I mean, not just once, but twice you were in, in some of his movies. Yeah, well, Joel Silver, um, and, uh, you know, I came first for Commando and auditioned for Commando, and Joel uh, was kind enough to uh, put me in that. And then when Predator came, they invited me over to the, to the studio. I sat down and talked to them, and... Um, Arnold approved it, and uh, so we just did Predator from there after Commando. Uh-huh, yeah. So, and, and then you went on to, well, I mean, so many other things, but uh, like Action Jackson with Kyle Withers. Uh, did, yeah. did that come about as an audition, or did you have to, uh, or did, you know, he say, I, I want him? <laughs> just Carl just asked me to do it, because he and I were, were partners, and, you know, uh, and Predator. He said, hey, Bill, I got this film, you know, that I'm going to be... Uh, working with, and I'd love you to be a part of it. So we, we worked together. It was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Does that happen a lot where you end up with, you know, uh, friends or, or not necessarily friends, but people that you work with and, and they say, hey, I got another role in another movies that's coming up or a TV show, and they, they ask you to be in it. Does that happen often? Well, not all the time, but, you know, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, it's all about, you know, mutual respect and collaborations on projects. You know, if, you know, people treat you well, you treat them well, and they like you, and you work hard together, and something comes out of it that's good. They don't forget that because, you know, there are other situations they've been in that have been much more difficult, a lot of drama, a lot of egos. And so if they've if they experienced, like, a collaboration that's peaceful and productive, they want to work with you again. So that's what I try to do with all my projects. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned that, you know, there's a lot of egos and stuff, and you've and you've worked with some really big names <laughs> mm-hmm. it's uh does does that happen a lot does that come into play a lot where there's you know i mean you know the the you hear about the prima donnas and all this stuff is that is that really <laughs> happen well it depends on who you're working with you know there are a lot of just good people out right. there you know yeah that love their craft then there you know there are some people who you know it's it's their world and you're in it so it depends on where you go and who you work with but i've been very fortunate i've worked with some very great people and for 90 percent of the time um you know we worked together more than once and um collaborated and so that's that's always been a positive thing but you know as you know it's a very difficult business anyway man you know it's like i'm here in atlanta and uh you know uh working on black lightning multiple um uh episodes i'm working on i'll be it through mid-january and, uh, you know, people say, well, hey, you're working, and it's great, but, and they think it's glamorous, which it is in a way, but it is so cold here. And <laughs> last week, we were outside until after midnight working in the rain uh. and falling, and the ladies were falling in puddles of water and mud uh, and had to come in and get dried off and go back and do it three or four times. Uh <laughs> It's a challenging business, but rewarding also. Yeah, yeah. Now, what's the worst conditions you've had to work in? I mean, you mentioned this being cold and rainy and everything, but is has there been others that have been, you know, worse? 
Uh, my first job on the film uh, uh, was on this independent small film. And um, I went up and said, listen, I want to work with you guys. The guy said, okay. Uh, they were working in a very seedy neighborhood, and there were a lot of homeless people. And um, so when they would shoot, the homeless people would just come up and ask for money. And if the crew, the cast, or the director did not give them money, in the middle of the shoot, they would go in the alley and unplug the uh, plugs from the lights, oh, and the lights would all go down. <laughs> and so I was given the job of sitting in a urine and, um, how can I say, doodoo-infested <laughs> alley uh, by the generator, stopping the homeless people from pulling the plugs out of the generator. Wow. <laughs> and you're, in and the you're... rain, in the cold, whatever. <laughs> and you're a big, intimidating guy, so... <laughs> When you're sitting in an alley in the cold and rain, you don't feel so big. Right. <laughs> now, now, that's the true glamour of Hollywood, right? <laughs> that's the true glamour, brother. You got it. That's the glamour. <laughs> we'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. Now let's take the reverse side. What's the most exotic place that you went? You've been. Well, I was. I mean, there's been a number of places, but I just came back from shooting a film called Mandy with Nicolas Cage. We were in Brussels, Belgium. Beautiful, beautiful city. Really. And great really? history. Oh man. And in um, working with Nicholas was wonderful. Um, I, I just, you know, it was a great, great, great environment. And when I shot. Um, uh, um, Hoodlum in uh, Chicago. They treated us wonderfully and kind of gave us the city and just had a great, great time in Chicago and shooting Hoodlum. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was, it was like, you know, I've had some really good experiences. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, Chicago's, uh, I mean, you know, you hear a lot of things about Chicago, but I, I, I've spent some time in Chicago and it's a, it's a beautiful city. Beautiful, wonderful city, man. Yeah. And and the people don't know it, but they, if you visit there, yeah, there's crime and stuff, and it's not good. But there are segments, part, parts of that city are just gorgeous, down by the lake, etc. And mm-hmm. it's wonderful. I just another thing. I just before this film, I shot a film with Steven Sodenberg in New York. Yeah. Uh, called High Flying Burn. It comes out next year. Next year, he shot the entire film with five iPhone eights. Really. Wow. No 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 major lighting crew. Mostly available light. And when they did the dolly shots, they rolled them around in the wheelchair. <laughs> Jeez. Huh. That's that's really different. Now now you being a director and a producer, I mean, you can appreciate that must be tough, I would think, or or, or is it not? Well, you know, the thing is if you have the right crew, it's great because you save so much time. I mean, using available light there, you know, we would come in, let's say, most days are 12 to 14-hour days. With Stephen, you come in at 7 o'clock in the morning and be finished by 4 or 5. Hmm. That's how fast he moved. Wow. So you're talking about saving money. Yeah. You're saving money and time. 
And, uh, you know, he, he moves quickly. Then he shoots all day, and then he has dinner and goes home at night and on his computer cuts all the footage. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing, right? It is. I mean, it, it used to take, you know, I, I don't know, what, millions of dollars worth of equipment to, to, to do a film and everything, and here they are now doing it on, on phones that everybody has. And, That's right. And a computer that probably, you know, well, it's probably beefed up as far as the RAM and things like that. And the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in general, it's a, just an ordinary computer. Anybody can make a movie now. Yeah. Wow. That's that's incredible. Jeez. Yeah. So have you ever decide, thought about going that direction and, and directing something in that style with a, with a camera, with a phone? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. You know, I have a couple of projects I want to do, and if I don't get the funding that I need, I'm going to go ahead and shoot it anyway. You know, so yeah. the thing is, is that just a matter of, you know, the opportunity and um, having the – you always have to have two things, a great crew – and a script you know i like great stories and so no matter how the equipment advances and how easy it is to and cheaper it is to get the, the equipment if you don't have a great story if you don't have a, a a protagonist that you care about then you know you don't i mean that's why you know a lot of things i see they're well shot but i don't care about any of the people in the film and that's that's a, that's an issue mm -hmm. yeah now, writing the book is, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, it was therapeutic writing the book. Did you find that, uh, you know, looking back on your life, that it, that it, it was therapeutic? It was torturous. Really? <laughs> I mean, when you, you writing is you alone by yourself for hours and hours mm -hmm. and hours. And you're talking about your life, and you have to choose, okay, what's significant? And what's not significant and what can people relate to or not relate to and the attention span of the average audience today is nine to twelve seconds how do i say it synoptically haiku i mean you know you're it's self-torture in the sense that you don't you're not just being masturbative and just writing your feelings you're communicating to the reader the thing that you want them to understand and it's you know it, 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 it's it's something that, you know, I had no idea how difficult it was going to be because uh, I did it out of passion at first. Mm -hmm. But due to the agent Diane Nine and Tom, the editor, helped me focus it, you know. Yeah. Huh. Well, it, it, I'm, I'm sure it, it's difficult because, uh, you know, we've talked about the, the glamour and also you sitting in an alley, <laughs> you know. and But... Uh, in your book, you also talk about, uh, you know, some very personal things like uh, your, your drug addiction. Yes. That must have been difficult to go through. It was um, a very difficult time, uh, self-deprecation time. You know, what people don't understand about our industry is it's really an industry of rejection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people tell you to get over it, but... If you go up, you know, in one week for five different roles as an actor, and every time they say, no, 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 we don't want you, um, you understand it's a business, but you start questioning yourself, or your, your, your ability, your talent, mm -hmm. and it creates self-doubt and a lot of pain. And so some people, um, you know, alcohol, uh, mine was drugs, um, 
but just like, you know, ease the, the stress and the tension. Yeah. But I was very fortunate. A friend of mine, Aida Tangamana, she introduced me to the Transcendental Meditation. And due to meditation, I was able to get off drugs and uh, save my life. That's great. Jeez. I mean, that's, you know, it must have been scary, I'm sure. Oh, man, you know, I was, I'll tell you one thing that happened one day. Um, I was, I had no money and I was losing my apartment. And so I stood out on the street and I was begging for money from anybody who passed me by and trying to get change or whatever I could get. And um, this older black lady uh, was passing me by and I said, yes, some change, ma'am. And she just looked at me and passed by. Somebody else came by and I asked them. I heard a t- and I felt a tap on my back. It was the older black lady. I turned around. Said, "You got any change, ma'am?" She looks at my face and she says this quote, this thing that I'll never forget. She says, "Baby, does your mama know you are here doing this?" Mm-hmm. And man, just that one thing—seeing my mother's face or my father's face, seeing me on the street begging—I um, never begged for a penny after that. Um, it, it was a powerful moment, and I. She walked away. I said, "Thank you, thank you so much." And she never turned around. She just walked away. But she was that woman was a. I think God sent her to. I, I don't. I can't explain it, but it was like a very important moment in my life. Wow, I'm sure. Jeez, that's 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 it must have kind of shook you right up. Gee. Yep. You're as far as uh, the directing, uh, you mentioned one of the show, the movies that you did was uh, Sister Act 2, which I thought was a riot. Uh, I think you did a great job with Thank that. You. But that's Thank that's not what I think of when I think of Bill Duke. <laughs> you know, it's, really? it's comedy. <laughs> you know, and I'm used to seeing you as the, the, the big burly guy who's, you know, beating up aliens and... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. That's the role I've been casting in Hollywood, you know, big black guy, scary and all that stuff. And, you know, I enjoy uh, some of those roles because, you know, I work with great people like, you know, Arnold and, mm-hmm. and other folks, you know, that, that really um, took me on and, and worked with me. And, you know, it, it, you know, I've been very, very fortunate. You know, as you know, it's an up and, up and downhill ride in this industry. There's no, you know, everybody plateaus out and in and out of things but you know the thing is it's a great great skill if you love it and uh i've been very fortunate to do some things i wanted to do and continue to do it so i have no complaints man yeah yeah so was it was it fun doing sister act two uh you know i mean it's tough anytime it's a sequel uh that's got to be hard because you know you're competing or, or trying to be as good as the first one, because that's what everybody remembers. It, 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 was that a daunting task to do? It was. It was uh, very difficult. But 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 Whoopi Goldberg made it a joy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, she collaborated with me, and any problems I had, she would take them on and help me with them. And you know, it's like I was fortunate to work with some, you know, Lauren Hill and Whoopi and other good great people. Um, it, it, it was not easy, but it was joyful in the sense of being on the set and working with those talented folks. You know, it, it, was, it was a good experience yeah. overall. Yeah. Now, Bill, you've worked with, like I said, so many different people. So uh, it, it, it's hard to, to probably uh, answer this question. But 
was there anybody in particular that, uh, even though you've met all these others people, that you, when you found it, you were going to work with this person, that you were just blown away? I mean, you were so excited to, to, to be able to work with this person. Is there anybody in particular? Hmm. I would say, um, oh, that's hard, but I would say one experience I had, which really, you know, was a was really powerful experience for me. I, I directed a film called Deep Cover, and it starred Lawrence Fishburne and Jeff Goldblum mm. and uh, Clarence Williams III. Working with those three guys, um, I, you know, when you work with great actors, you know, you learn something. You know, you think you know the role or the part. But when they get their teeth into it, they bring a whole different level. You know, they they raise it beyond your expectations. And so working with those three guys, you know, you know, it was it was it was it was, it was incredible. I'm sure. Gee. And then when I did Hoodlum, I worked with a great I mean, I mean, um, you know, Tim Roth. You know, Tony Garcia. I mean, you know, um, again, Fishburne. Um, it, it, it was, you know, just working with great actors, man, is a, is, is, is a growth experience because they help you grow. I'm you sure, know? yeah. Uh-huh. Now, Bill, I know we're running out of time here, so I want to finish up so you can get to your next interview. Uh, but uh, everybody should be going out and getting Bill Duke, my 40-year career on screen and behind the camera. Where can they get the book? They can get it in bookstores. Also, they can order on Amazon. Uh, go to Bill, you know, just go to Amazon, look under the, the book title, and um, they'll be shipped to them. That's great. Now, Bill, I have uh, two final questions, more of a combined question, but uh, to finish us up. Now, you being in the business, a director, an actor, and everything, producer, uh, so you, you get to see a lot of things, but what do you watch on TV? What's your favorite TV shows now and of the past, and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? Wow. Um, well, I don't watch a lot of um, TV because I don't have time. I travel true so much <laughs> uh but you know i just want to be entertained and so i watch the voice <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i love america's got talent mm-hmm. um sometimes dancing with the stars yeah um i love anthony bourdain's show uh parts unknown um i love pbs nova um you know um those kinds of things. Um, in terms of movies, I of the past, I'm a I'm a great fan of Frank Capra. So I, I every year I watch. You know, um, um, uh, you know, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, you have to. Everybody has to. <laughs> I mean, no matter how many times you watch it, you get something, don't you? Exactly. Yes. And then I watch Once Upon a Time in America. Did you ever see it? Yes, yeah. Man, that, talking about political courage, man. Mm-hmm. Now, he got blacklisted for that, you know, by McCarthy, but that film is so powerful and so relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
I wish I wish I wish I could make it again. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to make that film again. But anyway, uh, those those are. I like. Um, I don't know. Um, Revolutionary Road. I love that movie a lot. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Kate Winslet. Yes. I thought that was. I thought they 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 didn't get the the recognition they deserved for that movie. Man, I just thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Get Out. Yeah. Um. I like Black Panther also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's and a wide. So that's a wide range. You got a wide range of movies there. Well, you know, you know, it's stories. Yeah. And how the stories are told. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm into action films to a certain extent, but if I don't care about anybody in the film, I, you know, it's like, you know, it's a waste of my time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Well, Bill, you, you know, you mentioned Dancing with the Stars. I'd like to see you on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd do a good job. Guess what? No, no. Guess, guess what, George? Guess what? If you go on, I'll go on next. <laughs> Come on, come on! <laughs> You're my mentor, man. Come on. Right. <laughs> well, Bill, I, I, it's it's been an honor to have you on the show, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Like I said, everybody should be going out to get Bill Duke, my 40-year career on screen and behind the camera. It's it, it's just a book that's got so much stuff in it, and uh, it, it's it's just a, a great thing to to pick up, especially for the holidays coming up. That'd be a good gift. So um, thank you so much for having me on, supporting me. I really appreciate it, man. Bill Duke, he is the man. He was just a lot of fun to talk to. Had a good time with him. Hope you enjoyed that one. And uh, you can check out Bill's new book, Bill Duke, My 50-Year Career on Screen and Behind the Camera. And be sure to check that out and uh, find out a whole lot more. It just it, We try to get as much information as we can when we do these interviews. And, you know, I try to get to, it's very condensed. But if you want to really hear more, get these people's books because, I mean, you're going to hear a lot more. But it's always cool to hear them talk about it. And uh, it's always a lot of fun. So uh, we thank him for that. And I hope uh, you enjoyed it. And we've got more guests coming your way here at On Screen and Beyond. And, uh... As I've, I keep telling you, things are moving along with Bonji Bear and the Kingdom of Rhythm, and it seems like it's taken forever. Uh, but wait a minute. Yeah, it has. It, it has been a long time, but uh, many years, in fact, but uh, many, many years. Uh, and, uh, we've got uh, things are moving closer and closer all the time, and uh, hopefully we'll get... Uh, we've, we've had two trailers put out already, but uh, there'll be uh, another one coming, I'm sure. And uh, we've got a lot of... Uh, I hope I'm, I'm hoping to get some of the people who are in it uh, and get them on the show here so we can talk with them. And uh, there's a lot of great people in that film. And uh, some someday we'll uh, have a release and there's going to be, uh, you know, some uh, some premieres and things like that. So if anybody wants to come and, and meet everybody that's uh, in the film and, and uh, myself and everything, love to have you. But uh, we'll give you more information as uh, that comes. And, you know, I don't even know when that's going to happen yet. But uh, we are coming along. And uh, because of that, I've had to slack off on these interviews. But uh, we will be getting more. We still have more. And then we'll get back into the the normal routine after a while. But um, so 
that's it. That is it for this week. Uh, that's a wrap. And I hope you'll join us next time when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.